Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. Whew. That was a long week. It's over. Hello, safe, Friday. Safe to say it was a year this week? Man. Yeah. It really was. It was, wasn't it? Woke up this morning. I was uh, very happy when I realized it was Friday. And I thought, hmm. I did just say to Scott, did we get paid today? He said no. <laughs> and he replied, no. Yeah, that was a last Friday thing. She replied, oh, damn. Everything all right? Yeah. Um, it's absolutely stunning outside, and I just ran to get a Diet Coke about two minutes before the show started. Yeah, you have the Diet Coke, so I do. I'm happy. clearly the card was not declined. No, I'm I'm happy. Uh, card actually was declined. Uh, and whoa, 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 whoa. I know. I don't know why I haven't looked. What happened? So how'd you get the Diet Coke? How'd you get that Diet Coke? Just grab it and run? No, I've got an American Express. I put it on that. (laughs) Your card got declined again? Okay, that's twice. In 12 years. In 12 years. And I paid tuition this week, plus housing. And I have a feeling, Hmm. have you ever had large sums of money come out of your account? Like six grand, four grand, five grand, three grand. Like that's what happened this week. All of that went to KU. You're, You're... you're kidding me, right? I wrote a $40,000 check last yeah, month. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm, I'm just saying I feel like that maybe that's why my card was declined. <laughs> I'm not that makes in, sense. in the mood right now to pull up my account and see what's going on there. I had tuition I know, last month. I know, I know. I had a, a, an ex-wife who wanted $40,000. I know. Yes, I have written large checks before. <laughs> Yep. But it's Friday. We've had two crazy weeks in a row. Here's to next week. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Good times. 49 years old, and my card was just declined. <laughs> just so we're clear, that just... Did she reach out and grab the soda again and take it back? He goes, yeah. You know how sometimes they'll say something nice like, oh, this one doesn't seem to be working, right? Yeah, it, it's go, not working because no, there's no <laughs> money in it. No, but you know how sometimes they'll go, you know, this this is a really sensitive chipper reader. Do you maybe have another card? Like there are ways you can say it without saying it. Right, without um, saying you're broke, right. uh, but let me try to do this politely. So I handed my bank card to this guy. <laughs> Just wait. And 
I'm waiting and I'm on the phone. I've got a lot going on today. I'm on the phone and he just goes, yo, this was declined. <laughs> Did he really? Oh, no pleasantries whatsoever. I swear to God. He, he wasn't even not, trying to be nice. Not, He's like, would you have another card? Maybe this is sensitive and I, some, it's acting up. We've had some issues we've overnight. We've had some issues. Uh, the, the, no. It's just not reading He cards. literally said, yo, declined. <laughs> See, my typical go-to is. Oh. And I'm like. Didn't we get paid today? And then, like, you know when the blood drains right out of Dana's face? I'm like, oh, God, this is because of tuition. My typical go-to is, oh, you want to try that again? And then they look at me like, huh? I'm like, you just try, just try it again. Just why would you egg them, try. Why, why would you egg them on like that? Well, because I don't know why it declined. It I never been a say. Yes, I never. No, do. no, no, Sam. It could have been a machine issue. I never say try it again because when it's Dana, it ain't a machine issue. It's a Dana issue. And I'm just going to come right out and say it. Uh, I got stranded last night because I didn't charge my car. Here we go. I mean, Wait, it's just what? It's hit after hit after hit today. What's going on? Call Travis. I don't want to talk about it. I did see Travis today. He gave me cookies and I brought them in. I brought one for Sam and I brought one for Scott because I'm not eating right now because I've had a week. That's a year. And um, I, doing all right. I almost got stranded on the highway last night because I was not paying attention. You know how much I love my car. I will tell you this. You know when you're out of gas and it says you've got three miles left, but you're like, eh, it's probably more like seven. Or it'll mm, say you're no, down I've, to like I've never thought that. one mile and it's like, eh, it's probably more like three miles. I will tell you this. When the Tesla tells you you're at zero, zero means zero. <laughs> Travis, you're on the air. What's up? How's it going? What happened last night? Oh, man. What didn't happen? <laughs> I texted Travis and I go, so theoretically, if the car is not at my house and cannot be driven what is there an app for that so let's just track back uh, like two minutes before that mm-hmm. i get a picture and it's just it just says it's you know a picture of the car and it says zero you know she says theoretically what would one person do i go oh my gosh dana plug it in <laughs> and she goes yeah it's a little too late for that <laughs> <laughs> Plug it in the charger that Tim installed in my garage. Why didn't you? Why don't you plug it in every night? I well, you don't have to. It's like a once a week kind of thing for Dana. So the funniest is part is, you know, she is. asked me. She's like, "Hey, so like, what do I do? I go go to your app, select this, and then they'll bring it here." So the truck driver uh, brings it in, and he goes, "Yeah, I'm just checking this." And I go, "Trust me, I know who it is." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He hands me the key and he goes, Yeah. She goes, I'm the idiot. He goes, No, I've seen worse. And then he brings it to me and goes, Trust me, I haven't seen worse. That was it. <laughs> so th- there's no reason Dana should have run out of electricity in her Tesla last night, is there? No, not, not at all. <laughs> not at all. It gives you multiple warnings. <laughs> how, how many, by multiple, how many do you mean? Uh, so you get a warning once you get to 25%, 20%, uh, 15, so that's three right there. Okay. Then you'll get 
down so, to seven. So she would have and clearly then when you when you get to zero, so that's that's your you get five warnings. You, you, oh, so she was Dana was clearly warned five times before her car ran out of electricity. Oh, most definitely. And she would have had to have manually said, "Warning, go away." Uh, not manually, but it's just more so of you're blasting a little bit too much of a uh, Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually blamed Taylor Swift. So I yeah, was that blasting was a, it was a good conversation Taylor in a, Swift in a service shop. So yeah. if if she was blasting Taylor Swift, that would that would have made her blind to what was going on on the screen, warning her that she was running out of electricity. Taylor Swift would do that to you. Yep. <laughs> Travis, can you describe this warning? Is there like gigantic exclamation marks, flashing red lights? What are we looking at here? Um, well, she's on the newest software, so you'll get more of like a flashing. And then when you get lower and lower, it will beep at you. Yep. Beep, 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 beep. Oh. <laughs> it'll, it'll wait, like wait, 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 wait. What, what does it sound like? <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Okay. So, so Travis, is it, Travis, I want you to be honest. It is actually me, the recording, that's beeping at her. That's it, what it sounds like. I understand. Yep. Is it fair to say that you would have to almost go out of your way to ignore the warnings that you're running out of electricity? Oh, for sure. So, can I just say one thing, please? Did you hear what I just said? Right. You would have to go out of your way to ignore the right. warning. Can I just say one thing? Um, the beep, 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 I did hear through my T-Swift playlist Mm. And I was at 435 in Quivira, and you know I'm not great at math, but it said basically you're out of time. You're not going to make it to your final destination because it knows where my home is. You're not going to make it. So then I go, oh, my God, I have this face like. Do you ever panic? Well, at that point, I'm like, I don't want to get stranded on the highway, so I just exit on Quivira. I just exit and park in some, like. I don't know what was that, Travis? Like an extended stay apartment complex. Yeah. And then I called. Yep. And then I texted Travis again. <laughs> and then I called my friend Patty, and I go, "Can you come get me?" <laughs> she came and got me. <laughs> and now that I think about it, here's—I want to know first of all, how fast were you going? Is it better to go slower? Well, here's the thing: the car says slow down. You're running out of charge. <laughs> go to this miles per hour. <laughs> Travis, I was rocking out to T-Swift. I was probably doing 79 in a 70. <laughs> on so, autopilot. So. Wait, on autopilot with my radio on. By the way, it's 65 in that area, not 7. Whatever. Here's the best thing, though. So I pull it into the, uh, to the service area. I'm like, hey, I need a supercharger open. Someone behind me goes, hey. That's Jack's mom's car. <laughs> Seriously? And, they, and and he goes, and they're like, how do you know? He goes, well, uh, I know who Jack's mom is in two. It's a Jayhawk back behind there. And three, I Jack has talked about how she's going to be the one that, to kill her car with the battery. <laughs> I love you so much, Travis. Thank you for All right. Love y'all. Making me smile today. Good, brother. I got to hug Travis twice, and he gave me cookies. He even washed my car. I said, that's not necessary. Every once in a while, we should have a camera in here, but uh, we are vehemently against it for a variety of reasons. I'll just tell him what happened. I said, just tease Burns and Matt coming up. And he goes, 
I have no idea what you're talking. I don't know what about. you're talking about. And I go, I texted you about this, and you go, I don't know what time? I have no idea. So, Sh- no, wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> he goes, you talk about it, and I go, I'm Scott. I've I've had a week. Let, can you just please just do this show until well, six well, so I can leave? And then, wait, no, wait, <laughs> and then stop, <laughs> Sam. I have no idea. She's like in passing today. Said we got some interview coming up at three o'clock. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll figure it out when we get to three o'clock. And she literally just goes, tease what we got coming up at 3 o'clock. <laughs> and I, I go, I don't know what we have coming up at 3 o'clock. Well, Does that's going to be an interesting tease. And then she says to me, this is literally as you're playing um, the music as we're coming back. Merle Haggard, lovely guy. I know who, I know who this singer was. Um, it was my dad's favorite. Um, she goes, Burns and Mac. And, like, I'm supposed <laughs> to jump out of my seat and be like, wow, we got Burns and Mac? <laughs> Okay, and she looks at me and she goes, Burns and Max, Scott, like I'm a moron. Little inside baseball. Do I need to reschedule Good Samaritan that I scheduled for 315? No. Well, yes. whatever. Yes. yes. You're going to need to move him to 415. Okay. Thank you. And then, but, but no, no. This is how we no, roll. Here's the best line. We, you know, we no. win awards. Like, I just want everyone to know we have won awards for being in this room and doing what we do. Here's the best line. I go, I honest to God have no idea what you're talking about. She looks at me as if I am a moron who has nothing more than a fifth-grade education, she goes, they landed something on the moon yesterday. <laughs> Talk about it. I go, I don't know what they did. Here's what I'll say. <laughs> Everyone is going to want to tune in at 3 o'clock. Because Four? our love... A brilliant, <laughs> heartfelt, deep, probing interview probing. with Burns and Mac yep. about something involving something that landed on the moon yesterday. If you watched us or listened yesterday at 545, <laughs> we ended the show with Miles O'Brien and a very puzzled looking Wolf Blitzer talking to a very, very smart young woman who has many, many degrees that I don't even, she's hot. I can't even pronounce, about the landing of this thing on the dark side of the moon. No, it was on the South Pole. Whatever! Okay. Looking for water and intelligent life or something, which I don't understand because I already thought we had been on the moon. <laughs> Whatever. Is going on. So I'm in not my car. Time. That's actually true. And a buddy texts me and says, hey, it's so-and-so from Burns and Mac. Do you want to come have us on? And I'm like, well, I love Burns and Mac. I can have you on. What are we talking about? And he says the moon thing. Only he said it in much more fabulous sciencey language than that. And I said, oh, the moon thing. We just talked about that. And he said... Oh, my God, I know I'm listening. Would you like us to come in and talk about the moon thing? That's a Burns and Mac thing. Kansas City, Burns and Mac, moon, coming up at three. What did they do, Dana? What did they do? The moon thing. Tell, tell me in your in your hours and hours of research. Yeah, well, I what, will. What did Burns and Mac do? Well, are, we going beloved, into this, are we going into this interview no, blind? A beloved local organization, um, you know, that is very STEMI. Very Kansas City. Very Kansas City ish. And STEMI. they are the ones that helped do the thing that allowed the thing to land on the dark side of the moon. The South Pole. Right. Not the dark side of the moon. Whatever. You have no idea what they did. No, you I just, know. You just booked no, an interview. No, didn't you? no, I do know what they did. <laughs> Specifically, I told them that I would like them to, in very normal conversation that everyone can understand, explain. That would, that would limit the number of questions we would have to ask. 
Thing on the moon, go. Yeah. That's how this interview is going to go. You have 30 minutes. Thing go. on the moon, go. No Just inter- Burns, Mac, you got this. No interruption. Go ahead. Because the, the only wait. reason there will be no interruption is because we have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Here's like, Burns and his buddy guys, Mac. Wolf Blitzer. Last night just kept going. Listen, the the woman would talk for like 20 minutes that this is a moment in time. You need to mark this down. This is such a, like, the accomplishment cannot be overstated for the scientific community. And then Wolf would just be dead silent and go, uh-huh. that's fantastic. Fascinating. <laughs> and you know, the producer's going, really? you still have five minutes and 30 seconds to fill Wolf. Really interesting. And then she would start launching into another conversation about exactly the moon and the soil and the water and the dark side and all this stuff. And then Wolf, completely deer in headlights. That's fantastic. (laughs) Tell me more. No, literally. Literally. Tell me more. Keep talking. Because I don't know what questions to ask. No idea what's going on. And so this is my point. If Wolf does not know what to say to her with his nine million producers, I'm going to say, welcome on in Burns and Mac. Thank you for being such a huge Kansas City iconic establishment Sweet they're also Jesus. very charitable they're do you know always... what they do yeah do you, do, you, do you know where they're located <laughs> yes where are they located downtown no they're not they're located no, they're right, right over there over here they're located in... literally right across right the street here, right there they're right oh you can see their building from right here they're right over there i know burns and mac what do they do a lot of my um son's fraternity brothers work there they are very smart engineering types. They just sit around and engineering yeah. all day? Yeah, a lot of STEM. You have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Holy crap. Look, you know what the best part of all this is? <laughs> I swear, it gets better. It can't get worse. Yes, it does. Their handler, <laughs> Melissa. Well, I'm sure she loves being called a handler, by the way. <laughs> They're... Corporate media communications manager. Behind the scenes, behind the yes. scenes derogatory comment that we call them. No, no, no. Was my producer at Channel 5. So she knows Dana so well, like 13 years Dana well. She knows that they are going to come in and sit down and we're going to go, Moon, go. She knows. Very excited. And they're listening and stand by. I'm getting a text right now. <laughs> Canceling interview. You have no idea who we are or what we no, do. No, you are uh, you are way, killing me. This is we're having the CIO, by the way, in Dana, the chief investigator information of information for Burns and Mac. It's chief investment officer, guys. Pretty sure that's not what it means. Uh, by the way, their headquarters is. Remember when you turned left from the right lane? Yeah, you turned. You were. I right knew next they to were on Ward Parkway. Because they kept the saying right to lane. me by aesthetic here, look up, you'll see Burns and yeah. Mac. And I go, yeah, moon, got it. Uh, if he's available at 415, we will be having the Good Samaritan who helped two young girls from Eudora escape the parade shooting. Which, by the way. <laughs> the moon is their customer. That's great. That's where, that's where they come in. So to get the Good Samaritan, Sam, tell Dana the rigmarole we went through today. <laughs> To get the Good Samaritan on the air. So it, on Kansas City's Morning News, we had this wonderful story about these two girls who did an interview with KMBC 9 News Got looking it. for the Good Samaritan. All they had was a picture of the guy, which was blurry, and they knew that his name was Manuel. Mm-hmm. And they put out the call, we just want Manuel to know that we're super thankful. Well, we get a text into the text line saying, hey, it's Manuel trying to call. The morning show doesn't take calls. So I give him a call. I'm like, hey, Manuel, how you doing? And he's like, I'm eating lunch. I was like, okay, cool. Call me back when you're done. Long story short, I call him back, or he calls me back, 
And I was like, hey, how's 315 sound? Super weird, by the way. Can you send me a picture of yourself, like, holding up three fingers? Because well, we get a lot of weird wow. textures well, on the text that was, line. That was my idea. That was Scott's idea. <laughs> and uh, well, within I, about 30 I wanted, seconds, I got a text, I wanted, a picture of him. I wanted to make sure that the person we were talking to was legit. And, is the Manuel. And wasn't grabbing just somebody's picture off their Facebook. Amen. And so I said... He has to send us a picture. <laughs> you wanted proof of life? Yes. That, that's actually the term I use and with Sam. And by the way, Burns and Mac design, they build tangible and intangible everything you see and don't see. She and, spent and the entire helps, time that no, I was no. talking They help that. cities no, no. thrive. They work relentlessly to make their clients and communities successful since 1898. Well, you know what's impressive? Um, they know that safe, essential infrastructure is the foundation of a flourishing society and moon. Here's what I know. 13 years after the fact, you can still read off a screen like nobody's business. I read a mean prompter, and they paid me handsomely to do it. I know. Chief information officer. But all way. you're doing right now is literally reading off of their website. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Show me the screen. No, I don't have to do that. Show me the screen without touching your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Store here, <clears throat> out of Jefferson City, the bill has failed every single time, never even making it out of the House and only twice getting initial approval, yet Representative Gretchen Bangert of Florissant is not letting the issue go. She has pre-filed the bill for the seventh time, her final attempt before she leaves the House due to term limits, and earlier this month testified in a public hearing before the House Special Committee on Education Reform in a final bid to convince her lawmakers to support this measure. Quoting here from Representative Bangert, Learning cursive is important because our primary source documents, many historical okay. documents, notes, and letters were written in cursive, okay. including our Constitution. Representative Banger's one-page proposal would make it a requirement. Mm -hmm. Is it in cursive when you look it up online? For public school districts and charter schools in Missouri to teach cursive by the end of fifth grade and ensure students pass a test demonstrating that they are competent in both reading and in writing cursive. I think it's important. 
So. Now, I learned cursive. I was of the era where in third, fourth, and fifth grade, if we didn't write our assignments in cursive, and if we even put any letters in not cursive, regular manuscript, we got a 50% reduction, if I remember correctly, on that assignment. And then in sixth grade, they said, please stop using cursive. Um, I do remember learning cursive. I remember it being this big, daunting, scary thing that, oh, only big kids know how to do that. Um, I think you should know how to properly sign your name. Um, well, that ain't cursive. I mean, have you seen? Uh, you, you you have beautiful, girly, flowery handwriting. I do, yes. Yeah, you do. Um, I, I have a beautiful signature. You do. You, you absolutely have a beautiful full signature. But do I think it's important because the Declaration of Independence is in cursive that people read? You know, no. I think when our students are studying those things, they're studying them in books and online where it's written in, like, Bookman or Times Roman. I mean, now I do think it's but, important but, to be able to read cursive. But but look at the Constitution. Yeah. Other than other than we the people at the top, you if you couldn't read cursive, you couldn't read the rest. The entire Constitution, other than the we the people, you, is you written in cursive. You can read it. You can read it because it is close enough that you understand A and D's. A D looks like a D. You can read it. Even but, if you didn't really learn cursive, but it, but you would be S, able to read an it. an S doesn't look like an S. An R doesn't look like an R. Uh, yeah. A B does not look like a B. B is a little weird. I'll give you that one. But X is fine. Y is fine. R's don't look like R's. Kids type, Scott. Morning, noon, and night, all they do is type. I, I just don't think it's – even when they're asked to write an essay, it's on a laptop. I, I understand. I'm not saying that they have to learn cursive. I just don't see why maybe a semester of learning about cursive would be so bad. I don't think it needs to be a semester. Now, requiring it for every assignment like I had to do was oh, ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, that's too much. It took me forever to get that's my homework much. done because I stink at cursive. No, and, 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 and we've had these conversations before. There are plenty of other things – that I think kids need to learn about. Number one. Finance. APRs. Annual percentage rates. All the finance stuff. Exactly. Okay. The fact that you, whoa, 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 what did you just say? No, I actually know what an APR is, but I had to learn it on my own. I didn't learn it You in didn't school. learn it in school. That That's my correct. point. You, you, did you learn how to balance your checkbook in school? Uh, no, I've actually only ever written one check ever in my life. But, well, and it was but, because my mom well, made me. But, but, I will I, look. I'm going to say this. I do think kids know how to need to know how to write a check and need to know how to address an envelope. Because I've even had my kids before. What do I do again? And I go, oh my God, do you not know how to address yeah, an envelope? And, and let me be let me be clear. When I say balance your checkbook, I don't I don't mean be able to sit there and write a check and go through your check ledger. ledger. What I'm what I'm simply saying is is know how to do debits and credits. Well, yeah. Well, don't act like, oh, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people who don't realize, hey, man, I can't spend money that's not coming in. Just because I have a credit card doesn't mean I just get to go out and buy whatever I want. Well, yeah, for some, it's just pluses or minuses when they open their bank account. Right. That's my point. For some, it's minuses more often than pluses. And so I, I strongly think that financial literacy management is critical and something that is not taught in school. I don't think it's something that needs to be legislated. Cursive or financial management? Both. I think 
You don't think the, financial the, management the, the should be The schools and the districts should know hmm. that it is that important. You know, I'm sorry, reading Shakespeare, the kids hate it. It's not important. It's not Unless important. you are going to be an English major in college, at which point you can choose to start reading Shakespeare. The financial stuff is, this is a great point. billions and billions and billions times more important. Th- this is a great point. So let's lose learning Shakespeare. Yep. You'll never use it in your life. Correct. So all, Unless all you're of, an English major. All of you kids driving home right now or getting in the car with mom and dad, and your mom and dad are probably going to hate me and Dana for this. There are things that you are learning today that you will never use in your life. That doesn't mean you shouldn't learn it as part of a well-rounded education. I think reading The Great Gatsby, for example, or All Quiet on the Western Front, or anything by Aldous Huxley. I think these are important things to learn to create a well-rounded, opened, liberally educated mind. I don't mean liberal in the political sense. Liberally educated mind. But if you're reading Shakespeare, friends, you're wasting your time. You'll never use it. Nobody talks like that. Okay, okay. I'm going to stop you right there. Nobody writes like that, ever. So you so might as no well one, spend no that one time. Talks, no one talks. Bow, no, wait a minute. No one talks Shakespearean. Therefore, we're, we're out now. Okay. No one talks like that. But when it comes to cursive, no one writes like that. That's a fair point. I saw where you were going as soon as you said it. It's a fair point. Having said that, there are still important documents that are written in that format. Now you could say, well, "I don't. I don't need to go read the actual transcript of." the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution, I can just read it on a PDF. And you're right. You're absolutely right. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798. 586-7798. Coming up, um, deputies on either side of state line do not appreciate it when someone tries to punch them. Uh, But we're going to talk about one Missouri deputy that was punched by a man wearing only his underwear. Please, God, let there be body camera video of that horrible human being. Or please, God, let there not be. (laughs) We're going to do Festivus Friday coming up right after the 5 o'clock news here on Dana and Parks. Um, from the text line, today's young people without cursive will not know how to sign their name. That, that's actually not true. Um, my youngest, I don't believe, learned cursive in high school and still has a signature. I don't like it, but she has a signature. Um, Demi in St. Joe. Demi, hello. Hi. I just, um, I think it's a mistake to discount Shakespeare. I mean, really? That was the 1500s. That was before this country ever even existed. And just think about everyday language. All the world's a stage. Okay, that came from a Shakespeare play to suggest that it's not important. It suggests that literature does not help to shape the who and how we become. Now, I don't want to suggest that either of you are basic. But to, I love that word. 
To me, let me say one thing really quick, okay? All right. I, my libraries in my home have libraries. I have so many books in my home and so many things that, and I want the children to read all of them for different reasons. So, like, Toni Morrison, Beloved, um, uh, all of uh, Nightingale, all of the historical fiction about World War II. We, they all came from Shakespeare. But, all these things are, are derivatives. Of, right. But, why are you yelling at us? I, but, but, I, but I don't have to love Sopranos to appreciate uh, Goodfellas. Do, do you know what I mean? That's not even in the same category. I, I just think there are other things for daily life that are more important in the scheme of things for our children to be learning than something they all hate to choke down and understand. That's because they've been encouraged not to. I remember when I was homeschooling my daughter, she was in sixth grade, and we watched Hamlet, and then we discussed it. Yeah. And the language was so off-cue to what we were, that was germane to our everyday life. And I was like, hey, so does it make sense? So what do you think he meant when he said, you know, the, the when they tried to do the, the play within the play? She understood perfectly because... She is getting formally educated. She's not just learning, oh, it's there are too many guns on the street and people could get shot. And if you don't continue to pursue cultural things, that is part of the downfall of our so-called Western hemisphere, society, culture, history. And I think they should be exposed to art, Debbie. I think they should be exposed to all of those things. I just don't know that we need to necessitate Shakespeare, Shakespeare in school. Art, yeah, I know, I know, but I would Not rather I would rather them enjoy watching. You know, Scott, I would, everybody knows what your world is. I would Weren't ra- you the one who got kicked off the air for saying, "Milf, mother, I'd like to beat you." Whoa, 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 whoa! You can't say hang, that. Hang on, lady. I, I don't know who you are or where you come from. I'm pretty sure you've never spoken that word on the air because we would be fired, Scott. Number one. And I- and number two, I, I don't. I've, that escalated I've, very quickly. I, I've never been kicked off the air at all. And simmer down, Demi. Simmer down. You came in guns ablazing. You were looking for a fight. I wasn't willing to give you one. Just reading Shakespeare does not make you cultured. Shakespeare in and of itself, because he is somehow revered by some. And should be. And should be. I'm not denying his his um, Im- impact and talent historically. But, but let, me, let me finish what I was going to say to her. Please do. As a mother of daughters and sons, I wanted my sons to love to read. And I was happy whatever avenue they could find to do that, put down the video games and read, Let's talk about the the books that have been important to them and the books that got them to read, okay? The Outsiders is one of them. Sure. Kite Runner is one of them. A Thousand Splendid Sons about the lives of Muslim women in Afghanistan was one of them. My son asked me the other day, I'm reading this really, really good book and I have to write an essay about it. Will you look at this? And I start reading the essay and I go, oh my gosh, are you reading A Thousand Splendid Sons? And he goes, yeah, I didn't think I'd like it. I really like it. And I looked at him. You know what I said? I go, sweet boy, that book has been in my library for you for 15 years. The library that I always tell them to go find a book, just go pick any of these books. They're all important for different reasons. And so I think you can be cultured and have these conversations in your family without pulling Hamlet out where as a teenage boy, they just despised that. And I thought as a mom, my job is – 
to open their eyes to all kinds of different things and experiences. And when it comes to reading, I would get them there any way necessary to get them there. So when I was growing up, um, I did, like many people my age, our age, and and people younger, had to read Shakespeare. When, When you have to put a translation off to the side so that I can figure out what somebody is saying in Old English, and I basically have to read it twice, Okay, in what he originally said, yeah, and then in what I'm supposed to interpret that as being said, that doesn't encourage me to want to read. You know what made me want to read more when I was younger? The Great Gatsby, All Quiet on the Western Front, Brave New World by Aldous Huxley, 1984 by George Orwell, These Animal Farms. These were the books that yeah. made me want to read more. Some of my favorite books, and there are, I told you I've got an enormous library at home, are books that I have said, Scott, if they told us to read that in high school, I would have been so much richer for it. Mm-hmm. I would have understood so much more instead of just the dates and times of the wars. I am reading one about nurses in, in Vietnam right now. You know, you can get Is it historical fiction? It's historical fiction, Which is but just as my good. God, it explains so much about what those women went through in Vietnam. It's why Nightingale is one of the um, top grossing selling books of all time by by Kristen Hanna. It's historical fiction about what the women went through in World War II. And I've said a million times, if you made the kids read Nightingale, they would know more and understand more about what women in Paris-occupied World War II went through than any other textbook could could teach them. Mm -hmm. There are other ways to get the kids to understand how important it is Amen. to have literature in their life. Amen. When we get back, Burns and McDonald is going to be in studio to talk about something. Moon. Apparently the moon. And a ship. A spaceship. <laughs> this will be fun. News is coming up in two minutes. Demi, thank you for the call. Hope to hear from you again soon. On behalf of our producer, that guy over there is Sam Stevie. She is Dana Wright. My name is Scott. We will see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.